Welcome to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club. And please give us a follow on the socials at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Please give us a like and subscribe, some comments and plenty of love on our YouTube channel. And also thank you to everyone for listening to Monday's show where we talked about the end of season poll. And today's show is the second half of that. So uh, without further ado, everyone enjoy the second half of our end of season poll with some uh, pretty spicy results in there. Enjoy. Uh, who should be captain in 2023? Jacko Hastings with 51.3% of the vote. And Adam Dwayne here, 287 uh, Coming behind that, Joel Gowie, 13.9%. Uh, Api Corusau, 4.3%. I guess you could make a case for that. Um, Papa, 0.9%. Uh, Alex, 12.1%. Uh, who'd you vote for in this one, As? Yeah, I voted for Adam Dwayne. I'm kind of surprised that Jacko received more of the votes. I feel like as great as a player Jacko is um, and how good he's been for us this year, I feel like the future of the club is is someone who's been with the club previously. Um, like we know Dwayne was a junior with us um, and he's he went, he went to the Rabbits and he's come back. So I feel like he, he'd be the better option. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, Dwayne captain, Jacko vice-captain, sort of combination there so that mm. while um Dway he's taking the conversions then you've still got Jacko who's um talking to the team and keeping them on track. Yeah, I guess that's how you define captain. I mean there's no reason why Jacko can't do that without a C next to his name. But I, I get what you're, what you're saying. What are your thoughts, Rob? Uh, I voted Adam as well, as you probably know from my favourite player, <laughs> little <laughs> bit spiel earlier. But I tell you what, Josh, this would have been a really hard decision if I knew for sure that Jackson Hastings is playing halfback next year because he's obviously, we're being told, he's going to play lock. But if Jackson Hastings was the halfback and the man that's touching the ball more than anyone mm. else except Appy, I, I might have swayed to, to Jackson just from a, I don't know, rugby league IQ point of view because I think it's best if... if the guy that touches the ball the most should be captain. Uh, but the fact that he's going to play lock and, and you know, might not be able to bust out 80 minutes, uh, I don't know. I, I just lent, lent to Adam there. But like I said, it would have been a really tough decision if Hastings was our number seven next year because I might have lent towards Hastings as much as I think of Adam. Yeah. I mean, it's a person too. They've got to go to the press conferences and, um, yeah, cop the criticism and that. Yeah, there's a lot of off-field stuff as well. I think I'd probably go Adam um, personally, but but yeah, it's I want yeah. Your answer is not bad as in terms of both of them because purely it's it's hard to pick between the two. They both deserve. Mm-hmm. If they came out and gave either one of them the captaincy, I'd um, no complaints. I'd be, I'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, who should be our six and seven next year? So. 70% of the votes were for Adam and Jackson. Uh, as Rob, you just said, that is probably not going to be. Hastings are probably going to play lock. 20% said of Brooks and Adam. Uh, so I guess that's assuming Jacko's playing lock. And then 
Dwayne was someone else got four votes. Um, Hastings was someone else got three votes, and Hastings and Brooks got four votes. Uh, who'd you vote for in this one, Rob? Yeah, I, I went with the majority, and I'm, I'm I'm sure both of you voted the same. Look, it's yeah. it's been something that the whole supporter base at least wanted to see how it worked. Yet we're not going to get that chance. It seems like under any circumstances. So. Again, uh, are we all wrong or is Sheen's right? You know, because 70% is is quite an overwhelming number and we, ne- we never got to see it once. And and I just think they're, they're the two smartest players in the club. That they, They're probably the two quickest thinkers we've got. It just would have been a great combination to see. And more importantly, I think it just protects Jackson Hastings' body a bit more by playing him as a halfback. He could still pick his moments when to run, but... I know, I know the claim is that he lacks pace, but as I just said, he, he's got speed between the years. So uh, I, I don't think we're going to see it, and it's just the way it is. We'll just have to see. Maybe, maybe the boys are planning on signing some gun halfback or, or sticking with Brooks. I, I don't know. I, I just don't get it, to be brutally honest. Uh, the, the thing with Adam I've heard as well is the club's worried about his defence. I think we've talked about it on the show before, but... Like he's obviously against the Roosters is a big one that people uh, think of, but I I don't know how much you can put into uh, analysing Adam, especially coming off his injury as well. Like when there's nothing to play for coming off an injury, can you really put too much stock in what his defence was late this season? So I, I really hope Adam... Uh, is re-signed and the club aren't silly enough to... That, uh, that game you're talking about, Josh, he, he, he let in, what, four tries probably, which is uh, 24 points. There's still 48 points that yeah. were scored, not not because of Adam. Um, you know, the, I know this is going to sound nitpicking, guys, and it, it's probably a, a, a bit on Kamali here, but when you go into a game and in the first five minutes you're 20 metres out from the opposition line and you grubber kick the ball into touch... Like, what were we instructed before the game? Like, you're going to lose. You're, you're not even putting an attacking kick up. Like, we went out there with the most negative mindset. There, we were always going to be lambs to the slaughter for that stupid kind of strategy. So, you know, may, maybe he was a bit dejected. Like, he, he was not playing to how he wanted to play. I don't know. Like, it doesn't make excuses for missing tackles. But he had plenty of mates that missed tackles, guys, with 12 tries put on us in one night. And, and that was really the one bad defensive game he's had. I know he's missed tackles in other games, but Brooks misses tackles in in games. I'm sure Jackson misses tackles in games. Like, they're halves. They're not meant to be uh, executing tackles at a Alex Twole success rate. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what's to be expected, guys. I don't know. I, I, like I said, Adam's not, hasn't been re-signed yet. Jacko hasn't been re-signed yet. It's, yeah, we're, we're kind of in limbo there. Grab a refreshing tap beer from just $5.80 with your mates at West Ashfield while you enjoy the Blockbuster final weekend live and loud from their sports bar and lounge. Uh, the Australian Poker League, or the APL, they'll be running poker at West Ashfield from Monday to Thursday, commencing uh, tonight, as in uh, Monday the 12th of September, and that runs from 10 p.m. To two in the morning. So if you love your poker, I know uh, my co-host Mr. Bashara is uh, big on the poker. So if you love your poker, head to West Ashfield. Um, yeah, Monday to Thursdays, 
Uh, enjoy responsibly. West Ashfield, they are at 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au, or give them a follow on the socials on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. As who did you put? Yeah, I went with the majority as well, Dwayne and Jacko. Obviously, I agree with everything Rob's um, said. We're probably not going to see it, but it does feel like it would be the best combination. And yeah, like Rob said, what they lack in what they potentially lack in speed on the field, they make up for it with speed behind the ears and just the quick thinking, um, the things we don't see from Brooksy or the things we've seen from Brooksy when he's been. In the six, they both have that in spades in in those positions. So, I I really do hope we get them re-signed ASAP because they are two of the pillars that we can really really build this club around. If we've got a really solid spine next year of Dano, uh, Jacko, Dwayne, and Appy, then that is a that with a few of our young forwards we've got coming through is a is a good base to really build the build the rest of the team around. Yeah. Like I said, I think we can be, I don't, I don't think we're a premiership force, but I think we can be okay, decent next year um, if we're healthy with the roster that we should have with a bit of money to spend. So uh, speaking of which, that was a good segue that I did completely by accident. Which position should we be looking to sign a big dollar superstar in with our current cap space first so this one um yeah a little bit divided which is which is good uh 26.1 percent set a prop 23.5 percent reckon a center uh 16.5 percent said fullback 14.8 percent said an edge and then 9.6 each for a 13 or a half someone in the halves so I, I just put a halves rather than half back or five eight because we don't even know who's going to play um where so I just left that as kind of six or seven. Uh, what did you put in this one, Rob? I put center. I think I think that's been one of our biggest weaknesses for years. Um, I, I put that in the fact that I think way he's a good six. I think Hastings could be a good seven. We've got Appy, you know, in the spine, and even though Laurie might not be the fullback that we want, I, I'm not. I'm a bit. Uh, you know, I'm reserving judgment on Laurie a little bit, but that's not our weakest position. Like Laurie can do a job. So when when I look elsewhere, to me it's centre, and especially if we're going to stick with Naden on the wing, which is just there's no other yeah. way to describe it, but but plain stupid. Uh, I, I think we need centres. I think you find most great Premiership teams have a good attack, like but the centre can attack and defend at the same time. We saw what a difference on the weekend uh, the Roosters were without Joey Manu. You know, just without being there, like they had Drew Hutchinson in the centres and they had all sorts of things going on there. So I, I just think centre for me, but I guess other people, you know, will, will have other opinions. And that's that's quite a mixed graph you've got there, Josh. Mm. Like there's six pretty decent chunks there. It's not like one mm. big chunk and five small chunks. Yeah, that's almost a perfect pizza there. Yeah. I guess it also shows that we probably need to spend money in a lot of places. But uh, as what did you go with? Yeah, I said prop. Um, losing Jimmy Tamo as a really experienced front row forward, um, I think might hurt the club a little bit moving forward. We've obviously got uh, Joffa there and we've got a good crop of youngsters coming through, but 
if we had another player to fill a role in the forwards, even if it was as a as a bench forward, someone who could be a leader for the young core coming through along with um, Joffa, then I think that would be a really good spot to fill. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's, you also kind of, kind of guess, look at the roster and who's coming through. Exactly. Did Jonas them to stand in the way of a young talent coming through? So, um, so yeah, yeah, Aaron, I, I don't I, think I don't think we're as weak in the props as, as you're suggesting there. Because if you put Joffrey in that prop rotation with mm. Stefano, with and Sean, Alex, Alex Twole as well, Alex Twole and Fanua Pole, just without moving back rowers into the front row. Mm. So just those four there: mm. Twole, Joffa, Fanua Pole. And uh, who was the other one? Stefano. I think that's a decent prop rotation. Like, mm. I, I don't, I, yeah, yeah we, could, we could certainly do with another experienced prop. But what I'm saying is, we're not bad in those stocks. Mm. But I just look in the outside backs, like in terms of wingers and, and centers and stuff like that. I just think we're rubbish. I think there's no depth there. Mm. Like, we've been playing Stafford Tar in the centers. He's, he's clearly a winger or a backup fullback. Mm. You know, he's, he's not a center. And we could get, probably get what you said as for not big dollars. We we might be able to get uh, a front row well, I mean, rotation there player. Was the, there was the rumour of Fafita potentially want, interested in coming back. Could he have sort of a, a low-budget pinch hitter role off the bench potentially? He, he could. There's mm-hmm. no doubt he could. He's done that with Cronulla this year. Yeah. I, I, for big dollars, I, yeah, I... I You've kind of convinced me there, Rob, because it, I, I think when it, I'm going to give a bit of a fence-sitting argument here. I think it's kind <laughs> of it's who comes on the market, who can we get, and then kind of worry about it later, I guess. Like if to get a superstar, we can't, we don't really have the pick of the litter. So um, if no, we sign a, sign a superstar anywhere, get them. It's the, way so. you, it's the way you word that question because the best thing to do at any club is if you can make your weakest position, position suddenly your strongest position, then that changes a lot of things for a club. It really does. So, like, if, you're, if you desperately need a halfback in a club and you don't have a halfback, then you go and get Nathan Cleary. You've just changed that whole dynamic of your club around. And I just think our centre position... We, I do rate Brent Naden, but we absolutely suck. And and really, there's not much out there in centres. Like, Joey Manu's locked up. Like, I'd love to get Manu. I'd love to get a Campbell Graham. There, there's plenty of guys out there. But, you know, the, the good clubs, they know how hard it is to, to get good centres that can attack and defend, and they're not going to let players like that go. Okay. Uh, your favourite game this season, 74.8% of the vote. Pretty... Uh... Pretty easy one. I would have voted for this as well. The Parramatta win 21-20 at Easter. Uh, second place, the Rabbitohs win, obviously, the week uh, after. 23-22, they got 9.6% of the vote. And then third was beating the Broncos. I guess if you hate the Broncos, you'd um, vote that one as well so they got 7.8 and then fourth was the buy i don't know why i, I did laugh i there. did chuckle that you yeah. put that in there <laughs> because i put it in there because the questions were numbered um by numbers so i wanted to have if i didn't put the buy then all the the round numbers like there wouldn't have been the 
number of the round. That makes sense. And I thought a few a few people will put a cheeky buy vote in, but um, and they did. Uh, what are the two other tiny little portions? The tiny one little those, ones. We got one ones. for the loss against the Cowboys. But not um, really. I mean, we should have won that. I guess. Yeah, if if you count that as a win, um, maybe. And if you were there or something, if if that goes the other way, game. if 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 that game rightfully ends as our win, I I think we might get a couple couple of votes because. In the situation that we're in, like we're in dire straits to pull a win, and like the Broncos won, they got nine votes uh, to pull a win out against a top four team. Yeah, would be so not as dumb as it sounds. And then the other one, the seven two, the six, the, the Roosters game. Oh gosh, that's a joke. It's obviously <laughs> someone having having yeah. a laugh. Uh, did you? As did you vote the same? The para? Yeah, I, I did. I went the para game. I, I wish I was there, but in saying that, I promised myself I'd never go to any more uh, Combank games where para are the home team because it's just I'd be putting myself through punishment, but I, I obviously wouldn't have this time. It was a really good game to watch, and oh, that piece of Dan Ganane commentary as Jacko kicked the field goal and the footage of Madge um, is even though Madge is gone now, is uh, something I'll remember for a while, I think. Yeah, my hatred of Parramatta adds to this, but it's one of the best games uh, I've been to live. I was glad that um, I was there to witness one because it's a West Tigers moment that we'll remember forever. It, um, the fact that the crowd was probably only... 10% Tigers fans as well. So our little section in the corner. They would have um, loved seeing all the Eagles off. fans going home salty after that. Yeah, it, uh, it couldn't happen to a better fan base. But Rob, did you vote the same? Yeah, I, I voted the same, guys. I mean, look, we, we went into that game 0-5. I think Para went into the game 4-1. and I uh, sitting in the lounge room with my whole family, just basically conditioned myself to losing, not expecting much. And then when Noffa got that second try, and I think we got up 14-4, my ears pricked. I could hear the Rocky music. Welcome <laughs> to Rocky land. <laughs> this, this is on the cards. And then that last final 10 minutes, it was, as, I mean, obviously winning was great, but the final 10 minutes of just feeling in the fight, feeling like we can do it, feeling like we can get up. And then when we got that field goal, oh, God, guys, that was beautiful. That mm. was just so good. And Moses ran, missing ran the out, goal. Out, screaming, well. hugged everyone, told the whole neighborhood that we won. It was just, I remember was the footage magical. of that. <laughs> yeah, your, yeah, your security I, camera. Yeah. I, I just want more. I just want more of those feelings, guys. But I think, you know, the best part about it, it was totally unexpected. Like we were mm. eight or nine dollar outsiders. So not in my wildest dreams did I think we could win. And as Aaron said, those reactions from Madge, I mean, I think I had as my profile on Twitter, Noffer and Jacko you know, leaping about six feet above the ground, sort of jumping into each other. And it, it was just a magical day. And then we backed it up a week later against South, which I had the pleasure of being at. But the, that first win against Parrow was just after the start we had and everything like that. It was just beautiful. It was so special. And yeah. and honestly, I think it's one of the best wins in the club's history. It yeah. really was. In terms of where we were, in terms of the noose around Madge's neck at the time, which got tightened a few weeks later anyway, it was just... It was just the most uplifting feeling I'd felt. And that's 
that's what you want to feel, guys. We just want to feel in the game. We want, we want to get some of those great moments, you know. <laughs> what, what's happened? Did I miss a comment? <laughs> comment? Peter on Facebook, I got naked after the para game. <laughs> <laughs> We're going streaking. Uh, Not to remember the fact that we did the podcast um, after the game that night and the, the mood and the vibe and the, that's the right, viewers and everything. It was It was a very, very fun night. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was really because it was it was a Monday. Yeah, so we did it that night. That was uh, a very good night, right? Your least favorite game uh, of the season. Fifty percent of the vote was the Roosters game, which statistically makes sense. Uh, next was the North Queensland loss. Um, yeah, which yeah, I guess. I mean, we played so well in that game. I don't know. To say it's the least of, of all the shit games this year, but there's no wrong answers. No wrong answers. 8.8% uh, for the Gold Coast lost. Uh, yeah, when Jock obviously fumbled the ball and that one got away. And then uh, the last game of the year got 7.9% as well. Uh, two votes for losing to the Panthers at Combank. Man, just going through these answers making me depressed. Thinking about all the games that got away. Uh, losing to the Eels, 28-20. Got a couple. Uh, losing to Dogs at Combank. I won't go through any more. There are little ones here and there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Roosters, yeah, the worst game in West Tigers history. But I don't know if it was my least favorite game of the season. What did you put, Rob? I, I actually did put the Roosters, but I, I had a number of games there that obviously bothered me. But the Roosters one was just, it felt like I had, like I was shackled to the lounge and I just could not look away from the screen. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you know, like, okay, we put a bit of, bit of resilience for about 15 to 20 minutes, but then it was just basically a point a minute. Um, that game hurt. You know what? I'd forgotten about the Gold Coast game. God, I remember. Yeah, said I. I kind of blocked it. I remember it on my being memory. devastated at the time by that. Josh, I actually agree with the the Cowboys game because I think the injustice. Like we actually went live later that night, and you, me, and Shane were on the mm. phone for you know thirty five minutes, screaming our lungs out at each other. Like, how the fuck can we get ripped off like that? So from yeah. from that rip off point of view, I, I get why that's in the top three. But there's a couple of games that aren't mentioned there that. I will mention that that do bug me a little bit. Losing to the losing to St George at uh, Wynn Stadium, Wollongong, that really hurt me because I felt like we killed them, like we smashed them in the forwards. We got a poor decision for a no try for Kelmer, and we would have gone in winning three in a row and getting back to three and five and getting into the meat of the season. And obviously the Madge's last game. From what I'd heard within the club, et cetera, et cetera, I, I knew if we didn't beat South, Madge was gone, then, you know, he was not going to be the coach. So that South game really, really bugged me as well. But, yeah, I, I just feel from a finals aspect, if we'd have got that St. George win at win, I, I think we just ha would have had so much momentum there and so much belief it would have changed things. And, and a couple of dodgy decisions really hurt us that day. Uh, as would you put? Yeah, I went the the Bulldogs loss. Uh, we went into that game expecting to do pretty well. We had beaten the Bulldogs only four weeks before that. Um, dis losing 12 in the first um, set of the game was extremely disappointing. 
and it kind of just snowballed from there. Not to mention, I had that really negative game day experience in the stands as well, which really, really soured my my day. So yeah, from a, a personal and a game perspective, I I was one of the two votes for the the dogs' loss. Yeah, I mean, losing a game that you should have. I mean, the Roosters. I feel like if the Roosters only beat us. 60 even that's seven that's seven the 70 makes it feel so much worse i feel like it was even in the 60s maybe we would have got less votes like i had no expectations going into that game i didn't expect to have 70 but i was if you had said we ever lose by 70 or we win this game i would have said we're probably gonna lose by 70 like i had no expectations so that one doesn't hurt quite as much as the ones that like the the Penrith game, we went to Rob. You and I sat next to each other. It just frustrated the whole game that we we're playing against the Panthers reserve grade, yeah. and we had them, and then we lost. And the game I went to with you as against the Dragons, and then we should have won. Mm-hmm. And just games like that frustrate me more than just a side that just gets some momentum and then just shits all over you because the team kind of gives up. I don't know. The game is that... To to some people, I guess, close losses would hurt more than a thrashing, Josh. I get get that. But for me, with the Roosters and the last three games, I think on the podcast prior to the Roosters, I said, you know, the way we're heading, I I hope we don't have 100 to 150 points scored against us. And you look at the Roosters game, you look at our last game against Canberra, like we're trying to look for positives for next year. And you, you finish the year just going backwards and you just think, how are we going to turn this around before the start of next year? Like, there's no magical cure. Like, I, I just it, it it hurt me from the sense of hope for next year. That it wasn't just the 72 points. It was just like, where the fuck are we as a club? Like, that's what really got me. Like, you know, we've we've had the head of football who's been announced coach is washing his hands of everything. And I just thought, man, we need some help. Like, like you said, if it had been 40 to 18, we probably don't whinge about it too much. But, man, they, they were just toying with us. They absolutely toyed with us. And it it's just, I don't know, we've we just got to have, as a club, a whole club in every aspect, we've got to have some pride, like like hurt, you know, like really, really hurt. You know, not not be just, ah, oh, she'll be right and letting our hair down a few days after the season and, and say, oh, it's just a game of footy because... If that's the attitude we've got as a club, then let's just all not give a shit so much and and just watch it and be blasé about it. Uh, moving on to uh, what games did you attend this season? This will be interesting to see what games people went to the most. So the leaders were Leichhardt, Eels and Dogs both got um, 34% uh, tick that one. Uh, then Storm at Combank round one got 30%, and then a bit of a drop off to Rabbitohs at Combank and uh, Seagulls at Campbelltown. So, obviously, the home games a lot more um, than others. Obviously, zero attended. Lockie obviously didn't vote in this. He, uh, <laughs> he's the only person I know that went across to New Zealand for that one. So, yeah, so it's just interesting to see. Uh, yeah, Leichhardt games obviously sticking out a little bit there. So, yeah, so a lot of people went to plenty of games this year and went home uh, heartbroken. So, 
Uh, where do you predict we'll finish in 2023? As you messaged me the other night saying if I forgot to add 17th. Um, so, yeah, so I think a lot of the 16 votes in this might might have kind of forgot or just voted last. So, because um, 16th got 11 votes, although a lot of people seem a lot more positive. So, it's spread out a little bit. So, 14.8% for 10th and 12th, and then 13.9% for 9th, um, 12% for 13th. So around that, just out, outside the 8 uh, spot. So uh, anyone go top 8? Let's let's see, 9th. 6% said 8th. So sorry, 5.2% said 8th. Uh, yeah, not a lot of faith. Seventh, five percent said seventh, and then someone said six, um, and a couple seven, eighth, and last. So, uh, Rob, I think you voted. Did you vote for last in this last year? Uh, I voted fifteenth, I think, out of sixteen last year. Yeah. I, I I kind of thought we could finish last, but I thought, yeah, I don't know. It was just. I was supporting Madge, but I just looked at our roster and I thought, man, how are we going to improve? But, you know, there were a couple of games Madge, you know, squeezed a bit of lemon out of everyone and, and got some extra efforts. But, yeah, I, I, for this year, I, I voted last, guys. And I'll I'll reserve a little bit of judgment. Pre-season next year, I'd like to see what the draw is, um, how many of the strong teams we play twice as opposed to once. If we, like say, we might have a favourable draw, we might not. And I'd also like to see what our roster looks like by the start of next year because you never know. We might have three or four more different players to not only Appy and Isaiah that could really help us. So, um, But as it stands right now, with the roster we've got, with with Brooks at halfback, with no other new players coming, I'd put 17th. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. And, and I'm sure we can do better, but I'm just not going to get my hopes up anymore. What about you, Az? Yeah, I've um, I've gotten a little bit hopeful for next season. I I didn't want to get too hopeful because I I got pretty hopeful about this year, and well, that got um, shafted in quite spectacular fashion. So I've said twelfth. I feel like the signings that we've made and with the boys coming back that we are going to improve. Um, I'd love for it to be by enough to make the top eight, but I feel like coming out of that bottom four or in next year, bottom five up to that 12th mark would be a pretty decent improvement. And then something to build off of, hopefully with a few more signings as well in um, 2024. And once the squad that we have this year, hopefully including those guys that we want to get re-signed um, once they've had a bit of time to gel then. 2024 could be a, a year of significant improvement. But, yeah, I feel like 12th might be a, a decent medium to start with. At the moment, I see us going better than the Dolphins, but they only have half a squad at this point, so everyone should be better than the Dolphins at the moment. I'm feeling uh, a preseason. We do a, a poll heading into the preseason for predictions. I, I'm hoping by the time we do that come... February that we've signed someone significant. The cash is all there, so hopefully we would have done something with it by then. I've 
taking into account, hopefully we get someone half decent. I think we can, like, eight, nine, tenth isn't out of the question. I think that's based on we get someone good and the roster, for the most part, the key players all stay healthy for most of the year, which is for everyone. I mean, look at Manly. As soon as Turbo goes down, they fall to shit or they have a rainbow on their jersey and half their players lose their shit. But, like, yeah, it's just a lot can derail a season, especially in that mid-pack. It's not um, those top teams have the depth to kind of um, truck through them. But we need a little bit of luck, a good signing, and, yeah, keep our health. I think we can – I honestly think um, we can turn it around. But that's best-case scenario and everything going right. So, um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, as I said, we do something with that money and our hopes can get up a little bit more. And re-signing – Adam and Jackson as well. If we go into the next season and they're still uh, either, I mean, if they're signed elsewhere to go elsewhere, that could be disastrous as well. But um, yeah, having them locked up will make me feel a little bit better too. So uh, ask the question, to rate out of 10, will Benji, Sheenzy and Robbie, the coaching combo, will that improve West Tigers? Uh, a lot of votes around between five and eight out of ten, so nineteen uh, percent each for six and seven. So you could say thirty-eight percent between six and seven, and then another seventeen percent for five, and then fourteen point seven percent for eight. Um, ten out of ten for seven point eight percent, and then no zeros. So um, you didn't yeah. put um, zero on the. Thing you went one did, to ten. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry, zero percent for one. Sorry, no ones. Zero <laughs> percent for ones, not one for zero. Zero for ones. Uh, what you put as? Yeah, I said seven. I'm not entirely convinced, but I I am hopeful that having that tiger blood around the club um, is only going to be good for the club. It's going to be good for those young guys coming through to try and imprint that tiger DNA into them. Um, it. Honestly, it can't get much worse than this year unless we get the spoon again, which involves dropping another position. So I'm I'm holding on to a little bit of hope that it is going to improve, and I'd like to believe that if there are tiger if there are tiger people around to get the job done, it's it's uh, Benji and Robbie. Uh, Rob, yeah, Josh, I put five out of ten, but my five out of ten was more like. An abstinence. I, I don't know how they're going to go. I, like I just thought, of, I'm middle of the ground. I don't. I don't know if they're going to go bad. I don't know if they're going to go good. I, I, I'm like a you know. Look, I've made a pretty common knowledge. I'm not a Sheens fan. I, I really hope Benji and Robbie have a lot more to do with it than than Sheens. I, I I just feel Benji gets it more than Sheens, and and Sheens is just you know a bit too much talk and and not enough action. So. It can succeed, and, and I just want to make like combine this point with just that last topic we just spoke about, and I said it pre-season, guys. I don't think we're going to finish between 9th and 13th for a long time. I actually think if we're ever close enough to the finals, the club is so hungry for success, we make the finals. I don't think we're ever going to come 9th or 10th, and I'm, and I'm hoping with the Sheens, Benji, Robbie combination next year that if that we can get off to a decent start, you know, be like four wins from our first seven, 
be within touching distance. And, and I think we can keep it going if we get that sort of start. But it depends on the roster. It depends on the draw. Um, I, like I say, I, I just hope Sheens is there to, to protect Benji from the media. I, I, I really want Benji running this team. Yeah, a, a lot can end, can change come uh, by the end of the summer as well. Righto, West Tigers membership. So uh, basically asked uh, in terms of are you going to sign up next year, 24.1% said they'll always renew. Love my club too much not to, as I think you and I uh, fit into that one. We, yeah, we just keep coming back year after year. Um you, even more of an effort for you, obviously, coming all the way from uh, from Orange. 19% said Emma member and 22 and undecided. 20.7 said wasn't one this year, won't be next year. I added another one this year. Uh, we'll get a membership if management changes are made. 14.7% went for that. 6.9% uh, wasn't this one. Wasn't one this year, but we'll get one next year, which is, um, yeah, surprising. Eight people voted that to to go from no member this year to becoming a member, ne- yeah, next year. Uh, yeah, Rob, what do you vote for in this one? Uh, guess what, Josh? I never saw your additional option. <laughs> oh, really? So- yeah, I voted not a member this year, not a member next year. Guys, I'm busting to become a member. I'm sick of being called out as not loving the club and not supporting the club. And, you know, it's all those people that think I don't love the club. Go and, you know, watch yourselves, you know, because I love it more than you, you realise and to the point that it's affected my health. So, yeah, I'm busting to become a member. But unfortunately for me, a, a club is about the people in it and our leaders aren't the right leaders and I don't think we'll be successful till they're gone and, and the sooner they're gone, the better. And, and as I've told you many times, I've, I made a promise I wouldn't become a member until Pasco's gone. So I've just got to stick by that promise, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm I'm busting to be a member and, and show my support in any way. And, and, you know, but everything we say and do on this show, Josh, is because we love the club and because we want the club to be better. Like it's, it's no fun sitting here at the end of the year saying, told you so, told you so, told you so, but we have shit management and and, it, and the proof is there. So until Pasco's gone at least, at the very least, I won't become a member ever again. Uh, as are you going to get premium season ticket next year? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too sure. The home ground thing, um, yeah, will determine whether I'll go premium. Um. Yeah, premium season ticket or not. A lot of it, the reason too, was I kept getting freebies as well. Like, obviously, um, Gussie had us, Shane got us, got me a couple of tickets, um, especially Combank games. So, yeah, and people offering me uh, the last game of the year, I, my, my dad got free tickets. So, um, my premium season tickets I only used, I, I bought two seats. For premium season tickets, my wife didn't come to us. She only came to one game, but we got free tickets to anyway. So there was literally one game at Campbelltown. I sat across both seats just because to put my big ass, give it a bit of bit of room because it's pretty, uh, pretty like what's the word I'm then, looking for? Then pretty you came cozy. And me in the second half. Very, I moved. I moved up to come sit with you. It was a bit. 
empty because there's not a lot of. Um, I'm only five foot eight, and there's still not a lot, lot of leg room at the um, the Campbelltown stand. But anyway, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure what membership I'll get, but I'll be there next year. I'll go to every single home game. Put myself through the pain again. What about you, guys? Uh, this might surprise you, but as much as I love the club <clears throat> and everything like that, I'm in the 19% that said Emma member and undecided. <clears throat> mm. Sorry. Um, as as much as I love the club and as much as I want to renew uh, going into next year, I've really also got to consider the effect that this season had on my mental health at a lot of times. And that was pretty poor. I traveled up for 12 games, 10 of those were for my membership, and I went home a winner just twice. So it's a long trip to do both ways, roughly seven hours um, to to come home a, a loser 10 out of 12 times, and then dealing with a lot of the, the stuff at work that I dealt with by supporters of other teams, it was just... It was just a really, really challenging year for the mental health side of things, and I've really got to consider that going forward. I probably will still renew, but I do have to have a bit of a sit down and think in that regard if I about what membership I I do sign up for. And like you, um, the home ground situation may have a bit of a an influence on what membership I I do end up getting. Uh, next question, what, speaking of home grounds, what should our home ground ratio be? So 47.4% said half camp, six Campbelltown, six Leichhardt, 336 said mostly Campbelltown, some Leichhardt, and then a couple of votes for mostly Leichhardt, some Campbelltown, and then, um, a little bit for four each at Campbelltown, Leichhardt and Bank West, which we, uh, were currently doing and then someone a couple said for each at Campbelltown Leichhardt and Allianz would you go on this one Rob I went mostly Campbelltown Josh but I'm happy with a 50-50 split I I really and I guess with what's going on next year as you said with the um, women's soccer world cup I mean that that could influence how many games we get at, at both as well so Look, I'll travel to Campbelltown or Leichhardt. It doesn't bother me. I just want to see my team have a go and and be mm. competitive, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. So it really doesn't matter. I'd probably venture out to Combank as well if we had to, having been there, because it is a good ground uh, to watch the game from. To my surprise, uh, this mm. year. So there, there you go. Yeah. Uh, as. Yeah, I said the same as Rob. Uh, mostly Campbelltown, some Leichhardt. I. I agree completely that with the catchment area out there and um, the junior base, that is probably the area we need to start going to most of our games, playing most of our games at. I I agree that a 50-50 split wouldn't be too bad a, an idea, but we've got potentially magic round. I think most clubs are still going to take a game regional or rural or whatever, yeah. so we've got Tamworth for that, so... Yeah, I mean, as I close to a fifty-fifty split as we can get with those, yeah. with those extra games here and there. Mm. I didn't take those into consideration. It was, yeah, bit, you're right. It would probably end up being a five-five split, or three-three-four uh, or something. Three-three. Well, no, I think with the Campbelltown games, Josh, we got to put a bit more effort into making it more attractive to go to the mm. game. Whether it be the timing of the game, you know, whether it, instead of having six o'clock. Friday game, you know, try yeah. and make it Sunday afternoon, try and have a game on before it, 
maybe do a bit more in terms of entertainment. They've just got to try and make it more attractive for people to go there. Like, I'll go there regardless. I, I Unfortunately, I only went to six games this year, which were our home games, and three of them were Campbelltown. One was at Leichhardt and two were at Combank. So mm. actually, after games, I went to her at Campbelltown. So it doesn't deter me from going there, but it doesn't seem to attract other people to go there, whether it's, you know, the, the fuel or the toll or whatever the case may be. They People just don't seem to want to go out there. We, we've just got to make it really attractive. Even have a, a day where tickets are half price or you let kids under 13 in for free or something. Just pack the ground out for a few weeks and make some atmosphere. Not like that last game at, against Newcastle there was just no atmosphere. It was just awful. It was awful to be the, part. The team being good, I think, will be the the main factor in that. It's just no one. It's it's a lot of effort for most people to get out. Effort and cost to get out there, and you're not going to put that effort and cost in if the team's shit. So, yeah, but John, the, the, yeah. The, team, the team was shit when we beat Canterbury this year at Leichhardt. The team was shit mm. when we beat Penrith without their Origin stars last year at Leichhardt. There's just, I mean, I know there are, you know, we, we lost to the Cowboys there as well. I'm not saying it's all good at Leichhardt, but Leichhardt seems to be more tribal at the moment. And and, and I'm a, the one, a Balmain supporter, pushing for more games at Campbelltown. But, like, it just seems like there's more, there's more anger at Leichhardt. There's more passion at Leichhardt. There's, it's yeah. more hostile. Like, even even if it's booing the team off at 42-0, whether people agree with that stuff or not, it's just more, there's just more passion and we, we need to get that out at Campbelltown I'm, I'm not I didn't see that this year and maybe it's because it was smaller crowds or the team wasn't performing but we we played New Zealand and who was the other team we played out there we, we had we had narrow losses there and the crowd wasn't as loud as it could have been uh, I don't know who it was. it was it was early in the year we lost to Gold Warriors New Zealand yeah New Zealand like we should have won both those games and I, I think those games we might have got home at Leichhardt you know, just based on the crowd or influencing the referee, it all, all those little things add up. Yeah, Leichhardt's got the nostalgia factor, I guess, and I guess just a high population density. Perhaps. Yeah, more people live closer to Leichhardt, yeah. There's also more parking and it's a bit easier to get to. Leichhardt can be a bit of a... Especially for bigger crowds, Leichhardt can be a bit more troublesome to get to because you've only got the street parking since they've closed down the school and aren't using that anymore, which makes things a bit more complicated in that mm. regard too. Yeah. Although I've been parking in the um, the hospital next door, not realising for so many years that you can do that. But um, it was pretty easy to park. I parked literally around the corner from the stadium the last game of the year because the crowds wasn't that big, weren't that big. So, which was handy if my two year old didn't have to walk as far. Uh, but yeah, Campbelltown is definitely if the journey. That's it's all freeway for most of Sydney to get there, so it's not it's not an effort. But it is cost tolls and stuff. I I, I get it, but um, yeah, it's it's an easy easy ground to go to. You got the Leagues Club next door for a feed uh, as well. Yeah, I I love going to Campbelltown as well. You, you mentioned the time slots, Rob. Obviously, the NRL, uh, the TV picks that not the club so yeah sure. it, it sucks the, the 6 p.m friday slot is dumb get rid of it and bring in monday night footy or something i, I don't get it the whole tradies knock off work to watch the footy at the pub time slot i, I yeah i don't know i i don't know about you guys but i kind of it gets to 
6.30 and I'm like, oh, shit, there's footy on. And you kind of miss half the game, the 6 o'clock game. I don't know, no. unless the, obviously if the Tigers <laughs> are playing, but that you have it on. Maybe because, I don't know, maybe because it's dinner time for my, my son or something. It's kind of like, oh, the footy, the footy started kind of thing. But um, I'm lucky to get home from work in time for the 6 o'clock one on Friday. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't understand how it would rate. Like, even Sunday night, you think, would rate better than 6 o'clock. Like, why not do um, Sunday night games instead of... Yeah, anyway. I, I see how it works for teams like the Warriors with the time zone difference where they're yeah. two hours ahead of us. So, 6 o'clock for us is 8 o'clock for them. So, maybe if they regularly get that time slot, it's probably not a terrible idea. But for other teams that aren't those guys, it, it doesn't make as much sense. Mm. Well, make it if the the Warriors get get that time slot. Like be I don't know, be flexible. I, I guess you can't really screw around. Have some six pm Fridays and some not. But um, I don't know. It sucks. I hate it. Uh, and when the, if the, when the West Tigers, yeah, obviously giving it, giving it to a Campbelltown game. Um, this year was it this year or last year? Leichhardt got one. Was it last year? No, this year against Canterbury. Yeah, that's right. You and I. We, we went to the one. club after the game, remember? We had to watch that Ah, that's right. We did too. We watched uh, Manly and Parra, was it? Yeah. We watched uh, Green yeah, that's it. right. Good game um, too, that was. Yeah. Uh, what is your West Tigers supporter heritage? Uh, 56.9% uh, was Balmain, now West. 17.2% was was West, now or West Magpies, now West Tigers. 16.4% said, I'm too young to even remember Balmain or Tigers, uh, Balmain or Magpies, sorry. Uh, 9.5%, I became a West Tigers fan but didn't support either pre-2000, which is obviously uh, you as, and then Rob, you and I are old uh, geriatrics and we were Balmain Tigers fans back in the day before, um, before we went in. So I think these numbers changed a little bit um, since last year, a bit more Balmain than the last time we asked that question. I agree. But, um, it was much uh, more even last year. Yeah, I mean we're only we're only surveying 116 of the few hundred thousand West Tigers fans, so uh, luck of the draw, I guess. So um, I asked favorite sporting team outside other than the West Tigers. I I was hoping the data um, would kind of find find some uh, teams and kind of back in, but it's just like, it's literally, I'm not going to go for 105 different <laughs> teams. I was hoping that if you spell it correctly, to kind of say Cluster which them. ones were popular, yeah. but people spell them different and so it kind of just modeled up. But I did ask also, uh, I don't know if anyone's interested in these. I just, I just find interesting what other people do with their time outside of West Tigers as well. So, uh, which sports league do you watch outside of NRL? The highest was EPL, 50, 47. So almost half of our voters watch EPL. Um, 45% watch international cricket. Uh, next highest was a lot of cricket fans. BBL, 33%. AFL, 30%. Um, I don't know you boys, uh, Rob, you're a Richmond fan and... As you're an excited Swans fan heading into next weekend, 27.5% uh, 
watch F1. Uh, what else we got? Other. I don't know what I left out of the list. Twenty-two percent said other, but um, I'm sure, horse. Oh, I didn't put horse racing. I guess that. I'm trying to think what leagues I didn't put in there. Um, NBA thirty-one point two, NFL, or well, any NFL thirty-eight point five. So, um, yeah, nearly forty percent. NFL fans as well, so yeah, I, I don't get people that yeah don't don't watch more than one sport. I don't know. I'm a sports nut. I'd go what I watch: F1, Supercars, NBA, NFL. Uh, they're both international and BBL, cricket as well. What about you, As? Yeah, I ticked four boxes there. I said AFL, BBL, international cricket, and NFL, which I only sort of try started trying to watch last year um nfl confuses me because it's really slow moving um it's very stop and start so i'm not that into it but i'm gonna try to get a bit more into it um but and we'll go from there you are 100 percent correct about me being excited about the swans i'm very much looking forward to cheering for them on saturday evening i think that's going to be a cracking game against collingwood and hopefully they can make it back to their first grand final since 2016 uh, in terms of NFL, for I get the whole the best way to get around that it's too slow thing is to find out a way to watch Red Zone on a Monday morning, where because they have several games going at once, and a guy basically hosts the show and they jump between games and they tell you so you're kind of watching several games at once, so it's nonstop, no ads, no breaks, nothing. They just cut between different games, and you get all. It's the the best way to um yeah to watch it if you don't have you kind of want to get into it it's it's pretty cool the fact that there's multiple games going on at once it's um yeah it's cool i'm stoked the nfl's back um as of this weekend so uh what about you rob yeah, I think I'm, I might have marked four sports there. I, I definitely marked AFL because my second favourite team is the Richmond Tigers. Like I've loved Balmain and Richmond since I was a little boy. So I marked AFL. I marked the NFL, which we almost got an NFL-length game yesterday with the South and the Roosters game. That just <laughs> so long. That was, that was NFL meets rugby league meets WWE. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I marked, yeah, I marked um, NBA. I love watching the NBA. And... I tend to watch a lot of the um, Major League Baseball come the finals. I, I They are just so nerve-wracking when you get in the eighth and ninth innings and the game's on the line. Literally one pitch can change a game. And I, I love the Boston Red Sox. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there, there's quite a few sports there. I've actually toned down on, on a lot of sports. Probably 20 years ago, you could have marked me down for 10-pin bowling and lawn bowls, you know. So, <laughs> so I've just had to – I used to watch F1, but I just don't have time for all that. I can't stay up late and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's anymore. tough. The F1 a few years ago was 10 p.m. our time, yeah. and they've moved it to 11, just so um, it's a bit friendlier for America to get up and watch it, which is annoying. So 11 when it when it started at 10, finished at midnight, you could cop it. Now it's 11. I fall asleep, um, and now NFL's on. I get up early and watch the replay, of the F1 and the uh, NFL side by side. Benjamin said, I forgot to put un- rugby union in there. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I, only pl- I only played it for seven years. I forgot to put um, 
What's it called? I don't even know what it's called now. What is Super Rugby called? It's called... No idea. It was Super 12 when I was a kid. Um, I just thought of something else I, I could have uh, ticked other for as well. A few people mentioned MMA. I'm sorry. I, I only... I mean, I've included motorsports, so yeah, maybe I should have <laughs> included the fighting. So, I mean, I could, the list could have been so long in hindsight, but um, yeah, sorry to all the uh, yeah the grapple fans out there. But um, I play a bit of um, pool in a few local comps in town, so I tend to try and catch up on a little bit of pool and snooker if I can. I'll yeah, be right. trying to catch the Moscone Cup when that gets played, I think it's in December. So that's something I could have probably ticked other for if I had remembered at the time. <laughs> uh, so all the feedback stuff, um, yeah, we won't bore everyone with that. That was kind of for, for us and we really appreciate everyone that gave us their honest feedback. Um, yeah, most of it, even in the negative column, there was a lot of positive uh, things. So we really appreciate everyone telling us what they thought about the show and um, yeah, the three of us or four of us with Shane as well, kind of going through your answers and that sort of thing and what you guys like and all your compliments and plenty of feedback, uh, criticism that we'll take on board as well. I know my internet connection popped up a couple of times that um, there was a couple of weeks where, yeah, my, my internet was ruining the show. So I apologize to everyone, but Overall, yeah, we really appreciate everyone filling that in, all of our listeners uh, being with us. Uh, a lot of people are saying that they found us mid-season and they stuck around. So, um, And then there was some a few people voted they've listened for the last few years. So we appreciate you all uh, joining in. Tell your friends and um, get them on board. So... Yeah, but uh, Super Rugby Pacific. Thanks, Ben. Is that what it's called now? I would not have guessed. You give me a hundred guesses, I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, I guess since COVID, uh, they've changed it a little bit as well. But um, yeah, I don't live in the eastern suburbs, so I don't hear much about rugby union. But yeah, but yeah, thanks to everyone out there. Man, two hours uh, and seven minutes tonight. These these polls, but we it's. Provide such good content, so I appreciate everyone filling it out. Boys, I'll um, yeah, let you guys go to bed. Thanks for going to join us live. It's, the Tigers aren't even in season. We've still got a few dozen of you joining us live as well, so we really appreciate sticking with us late into the evening, talking about this team that uh, gives us so much heartache and they're not even playing. Right, boys. Uh, anything else to add before we go? No, Josh. Just thanks for doing this survey and the other polls you've done in the last couple of weeks because it, it is good feedback and it's it gives us a lot of uh, topics to talk about. So thanks for everything you do for the show, mate. It's been great. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people said they enjoyed they've enjoyed the live shows and interacting. They love that we interact with our listeners and we um yeah we we strive to be a pod that uh, will show that, yeah, is one for the fans. You guys, we have you guys on the vent pods and contributing uh, because at the end of the day, like the three of us can only talk so much um, trying to be experts. We don't really think of ourselves as experts. We give our opinions and that sort of thing, but we want to give as many West Tigers fans a voice as possible. So, um, 
Yeah, that's we what love shows you Absolutely. Uh, righto, boys and girls, time to hit the hay. And as always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. You're listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at WestLifePod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for WestLife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash WestLife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the WestLife Podcast.